the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Joe Sutton coming at you today. Good, glad to be back uh, to continue our conversation on, uh, on spiritual warfare. Uh, I do need to to, to make a, a correction. Uh, I said that our our fundraising banquet was the 17th. It's really the 18th. It's a Saturday night from uh, 6 to 8 o'clock. And uh, we, we're going to be displaying uh, what we do uh, through the various programs that we have, our, our college prep program, our, our, our summer program, and our track team. And, uh, and so we'll be uh, going there and trying to raise our goal is $20,000 and uh you know cause it takes us about 43 to uh, to run the program uh you know all all year long uh we want to increase our budget though cuz we want to add a full-time staff person and uh so we're we have a year long goal of uh, raising 70,000 so we can bring someone on to follow up the kids and plan everything and right now we're heavily volunteer based and uh with uh, with me being the main volunteer, so <laughs> and so we want to uh, go beyond that and uh, bring somebody younger in uh, to to handle that. Our track team has started practice on Saturdays at Edison High School from one to three. Uh, we're practicing in the gym, and we do that on Saturdays until our wonderful weather clears up. Uh, <laughs> so we'll be shoveling snow off the track, uh, you know, for high school. Students to practice because uh, it's going to be an interesting track year again. Last year we had this snow dump uh, a week later, and it's just um, it's very interesting. That's all I can say. You know, it's very interesting. The roads yesterday were pretty good. I mean, I, I drove around. I guess everybody stayed home, you know, since they canceled school. Uh, not understanding that, you know, I mean, I think it's kind of wimpy because it, the ground wasn't that bad. I know my son left out to go make money shoveling snow this morning, so in my opinion, he could have went. School, but uh, that's a whole nother stop conversation. I want to continue with uh, talking about spiritual warfare, and when we talk about spiritual warfare, we have to understand something that Jesus made it quite clear that we will suffer. He said, "If they did it unto me, they're going to do it to you." So that right there uh, is is grounds for us to understand that the things that Jesus went through, uh, we're going to go through. The way the enemy came to tempt him and try to get him to fall, it's going to come at us that way too. And and that we have to live our life in such a way that he can't find anything in us. Right. But we know that's not, that's not true. You know, we always got something in here that, that he can go and work on a little bit of pride, some greed or something, you know, that we're, that we're, that we're wrestling with that we can take into eternity with us. 
I want to go to Second Corinthians uh, ten four, where it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not fleshly. And what we have to understand, man, is body, soul and spirit, body, soul and spirit. When a spiritual attack comes, right, most of the time it's going to happen in soul, in your soulless realm. Your soulless realm is your affections, your emotions, uh, your imaginations, your memories. You know, it's, it's, it's in your head, you know, right? You know, you're fasting and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm fasting. And it seems like every restaurant is offering a 99 cent special, right? You never noticed it before, but you noticed it when you're fasting because you, your body is saying, we need to eat. And so you notice everything, you know what I mean? I mean, I didn't know that chicken place was there. Oh, man. You, but but you're, you're fasting, but it's your mind. And that's what, you know, that's the battleground. It's the battleground is the, the mind or the soulless realm. Now, your body, you know, it's, it's, it's can be, but most likely won't be an area of attack. Satan usually has to get permission, like he had to get permission from God to go at Job's body. Uh, some people believe he has to get permission. Some people believe that, that uh, you know, every sickness comes from him. You know, I don't believe every sickness comes from him. I believe sometimes it's just the, the, the lot of life. You know, it's like your car. You know what I mean? Some cars are lemons and some cars keep going. You know what I mean? Some of us take care of our bodies and live till we're 90. Some of us don't take care of our bodies and live till we're 90. You know what I mean? So this, you get in there and you wonder what's the pattern? You know, where where does it go? But the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly. They're not carnal, meaning that oils and incense and, and crosses and, and, and uh, uh, all other things that we use Right. That we use as, as the world uses or occults use as as spiritual as spiritual weapons. Right. Um, they're, they're carnal. That's not the weapons that we use. When we look at how Jesus responded when he was attacked, body, soul and spirit. When he was in the wilderness, Satan came at him, body, soul and spirit, body to tempt him to eat. They'll turn the stones into bread, soulless realm to get him to go out and do uh, something fantastic, jump, step off and let the angels catch you, you know, just, you know, get, get into the fantastic. Then spirit, he, he offered him to, to fulfill his call by offering him a shortcut by giving him the whole world. And, you know, Jesus was called to reach the whole world, you know, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Jesus responded to every attack, body, soul, and spirit with the word of God, with the word of God. I mean, and, and that's how it is. But, Satan came back with the word of God, you know what I mean? And he came with the word of God. And then, so here, here's Satan coming with the word of God and Jesus responding with the word of God. But the word of God that Satan had was a manipulative way to use it. It had no power. Jesus, you know, his word had power because of faith. You know what I mean? Knowing the word is one thing, but knowing the word and believing the word by faith is a whole nother thing. Right? You can get up there and, 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 and quote something. But if, if you don't believe it, nothing's going to be scared of you, right? And I think somewhere in the Bible said that even the demons know the word of God, and at least they tremble, you know what I mean? And so, you know, so you got to understand something that the key thing is makes the weapon effective is your faith. Do you believe, right? But it's mighty through God, right? Mighty through God. That's the faith aspect. It has to be. In lining up with God's will, you you have to be walking in God's righteousness. When you look at the whole armor of God, where a person puts that on, they walk in truth. They're prepared with the gospel. They know how to use the word. They have faith. They know they're saved. 
They will, you know, it's, you got all these things that go along that keeps you fully armored. You know, some people, as I heard one guy, Rick, Rick Renner say, you know, a lot of Christians are running around naked. Only thing they got on is a helmet of salvation because that's all they know. You know what I mean? They, you know, they don't, they don't walk in righteousness. They don't have faith. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't, they're not girded with truth. They're definitely not prepared in the gospel of peace. And he says, so all they got is a helmet of salvation. They run around in there. But it's mighty through God. Man, we got to always remember that, that, that we have, we're working for him. You know, I mean, even when they wrestled over Moses' body, they said that the angels wouldn't even step out of place. You know, they, they, they use God's name. And we're supposed to, when we pray, we come into agreement. We, then we always say in Jesus name. Right. But, you know, are we really in agreement? Do we really, you know, are we really operating in faith that we believe that Jesus is going to make this thing happen and come to pass to the pulling down of strongholds to the pulling down of strongholds? What strongholds are in your life? You know, what is the enemy using? What is he grabbing a hold to? You know, what what can he what can he 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 what helps him hold on? that you can walk into church or a worship service and praise can be going forth and the word of God can be going forth. But yet that demon holds on to something, right? What's a stronghold in your life? Pride. You know what I mean? Pride is a, is a, is a stronghold. We all have to wrestle with eventually in our life. You know, I mean, even covetedness, you know, wanting what other people have, you know, Oh man, I, you know, I, I want that house. I want that car. I want those shoes, you know, whatever it may be, you know, to get in there. We have to understand that, that, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the stronghold. Those strongholds can be eliminated as we walk and operate in the word of God. Right. It, it come in and we can't use not trying to use carnal weapons. Right. We ain't trying to use carnal things. Some things have to be dealt with spiritually. You know what I mean, some things can be dealt with carnally. You know, what I mean, you can go to counseling, you can go to therapy, you can do things like that. Help you become aware of some things, help you help you release some things, everything there. And that, that's good. But when it comes to a spiritual battle that you're in, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're not carnal. They're not carnal. We got to come. We got to come with the word. We got to come with, we got to come with power. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Now, when you look at strongholds, imaginations, every high thing, these are all in the soulless realm. They're all in the soulless realm. Right. It's all there right there. And, you know, all there in your mind, your seat of wisdom where your decisions are made. Where they go there and it goes in and it says and bringing all thoughts. Right. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. Man, I'm still working on that to bring every thought under the obedience of Christ. You know, sometimes I think of some things, some funny things and everything like that. And then I got I got to check myself and say, you know. That was not very, <laughs> that wasn't a Christian thought. But it was funny. You know what I mean? It wasn't lewd or crude or anything like that, but it was a good joke. And uh, I got to bring all thoughts unto the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Meaning you can't go out there telling nobody else they doing wrong and you want to go out there and, and champion that when you're still not obedient yourself. You know what I mean? And so you got to get you right first. Step one in spiritual warfare, you got to be right. Right? And you can show your righteousness by possessing the armor of God. 
you show your righteousness by walking in faith and making sure that your weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. And we've been talking about uh, some things in Ephesians 6, and I'm going to go over to Ephesians 6 and, uh, and, and start with that that area. We talked last week about uh, making sure, you know, you're right with your children, you're right with your wife, you're right with, with society. Uh, so, you know, you're doing you're doing everything you need to do and you 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 go in there and after that he says finally right finally you know he talked about masters and slaves and husbands and wives and children he says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and the power of his might be strong in the lord and the power of his might once again where does our strength come we are mighty through god right be strong in the lord and in the power of his might you know what i mean that that's what we draw from and we we how do we draw we draw from spending time with him we just spend time with him. And as we spend time with him, more and more of him works through us. More and more of him, you know, is evident. Our thoughts become captive and our thoughts become his his thoughts. And as we get to going through all this, we realize, he says, now put on the whole armor of God. You know what I mean? Just put put on the whole armor of God. You know, And you put on that whole armor of God and uh, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Meaning Satan is coming. And man, you got to be prepared with the gospel of peace, loins girded in truth, uh, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. Man, you need all of this to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, not some of this. And so what what you're really looking at is a personal makeover. A personal makeover. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind, your mind, your soulless realm, your imaginations, your memories, your affections, your emotions. Be ye transformed by the renewing of that. You know, things that you once liked, you don't like no more. Things that you once hated, you don't hate anymore. You know what I mean? I remember I couldn't, I couldn't stay in church. I thought Catholic service was long at 45, 50 minutes. Right now, I can stay in church all day long you know, and love it. Right. Don't want to go home. You know, you know, just a transformation, you know, of my mind being renewed, you know, and me being transformed, you know, by my mind being renewed. If my mind had stayed in the same place, I would have been like, hey, 50 minutes is more than enough, you know, which I've, some of my pastor friends are starting to slide back to Catholic church days. You know, the Protestant church was at least two hours. Now cats want to go hour, hour, 10, hour, 15 minutes. You know, they're going to be Catholic pretty soon. You know what I mean? Yeah, they will be Catholic pretty soon. You know, I'm going to say it again. They will be Catholic pretty soon. You know what I mean? You talk about somebody long enough, then you start being like them. My mother would always say, you know what I mean? But not me. I'm staying in there. I'm going to find me a place. You know, you put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Right? That our issue and thing is to stand. Is to stand. To be alert. To be ready. Not to let him knock us off our square. Right? Because it comes back again. We wrestle not against flesh and blood once again back to this reminder the weapons of our warfare are not carnal we wrestle not against flesh and blood right okay so you got to understand this you got to understand what it's going we can't depend on fleshly things to help get us through where we are we have to depend on god you're listening to isaiah 61 the radio ministry of spirit of the lord church i'm pastor joe sutton um, just want you to come take a break coming up on a break and we'll come back and we'll finish out this verse and uh, we'll probably do one more you know uh, installment talking about spiritual warfare 
uh, next week. And, and we'll be back on point with a new topic. God bless. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 980 The Mission. I'm often asked by our loyal listeners, how do I support your radio station's mission in sharing the good news of the gospel? My answer is simple. Support those who support us. Instead of sending us a gift of money, I encourage you to send that same gift of money to one of our great national or local ministries that you hear daily on AM 980 The Mission. Or next time you need a product or service, visit our advertiser section on am980themission.com or call us at 651-405-8800. Welcome back to Isaiah 61. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. And, uh, you know, as, uh, as, the, uh, as Nick said, you know, we're always anxious and, and happy to get donations, whether it's donations for our, uh, our, our program or for this program, the radio show. Um, our website is, of course, www.sotlc.com. No, yeah.com. Spirit of the Lord Church, and our, our our youth program is the number three deepleadership.com. And uh, you go to NCD Youth Program and you can link over to the track program, which is eagleswingstrack.com. Uh, great program, all of them. You know, we uh, love on kids, help them be the best that they can be. We don't cut anybody on our teams, we don't section off anybody on our teams, and uh, we all grow together. I'm .org. I'm S-O-T-L-C dot org. Okay, my wife, if she's listening, I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> she always reminded me of that. You know, it says, uh, you know, we wrestle not against uh, flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high, in high places. You know, that, that doesn't sound good. You know, I, you know, when you say principalities, you know, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know what I mean? That that's what we that's what we battle. You know what I mean? We're not battling our neighbor. You know what I mean? We're not we're not battling now, you know, Satan may manifest himself through us sometimes by getting to our mind and making us say some things or do some things. And I, we all been there where we believe something or we went down a path, you know, but once we saw the light and our minds got renewed, we walked away from that. But then you find yourself, you know, not everybody will find themselves battling principalities or powers. Right. Because really, God has to protect most of us because 
like I said, we don't have no armor. And so when when God looks for warriors, you know, people that can that can come out there and take care of business, you know, it, it's kind of hard to find because, you know, we're still walking around, as Paul said, we're still taking milk. You know, we're, we're not ready for the meat of the gospel. So if you if you're still on milk, then you're not ready to deal with uh, principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual weakness in high places. You know what I mean, we, you know, you know, we, we can't even rebuke and flee. You know, we're just walking around. And, but a lot of people want to uh, imagine and go down this road. But really, these things are dealt with more in intercessory prayer or with someone deemed to be warfare prayer, where you actually going to war, you're going to pull down strongholds. You're coming against certain principalities that are over uh, certain cities or over certain regions, you know, maybe over your school. Yeah, maybe there, and you're going in there, and you're pulling down those things. You know, one can put a thousand to fight, but two can put ten thousand. So we gather together, and and we pray and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us down this path. Because without the Holy, see, we are mighty through God. You know, we're not mighty through seminary. We're not mighty through going to conferences. We're not mighty through obeying my pastor. We're only mighty through God, right? And and, and we have to understand that, right? We are mighty through God. And, you know, when we look at that, we got to make sure that we're walking in his obedience or righteousness. We're in right standing with God because that's when change comes. That's when victory comes. You know, when we, you know, even in our life, when we're battling something and we all battle something, you know, we, you know, it got something in our life that teaches us how to fight. You know what I mean? We're like, oh man, I, you know, I failed again. I do whatever. Lord, you know, you had to alter again, you know, and I remember when I first got saved, I went to the altar in the morning, went home, fell short of the glory of God that afternoon. In the evening service, I answered the call to salvation again. And a singles pastor came up to me and said, Did, weren't you at the altar this morning? I said, yeah, I messed up this afternoon. He said, why are you coming back tonight? I said, obviously, all things haven't become new. <laughs> I said, he said, no, no, no. He said, you have to, re- once you get saved, he said, you say, all you have to do is repent. If you mess up and fall short, repent. You don't have to come up here and answer a salvation altar call again. And, you know, I was like, oh, that's good, because I had probably answered about four or five salvation altar calls in in, the, in about three months. And uh, and so him sitting down there saying, you know, come, you know, if you got time, come by my office on Friday. You know, I work a half a day, and, and I can walk you through the scriptures and everything like that. And uh, and, and that's, what he, that's what he did. You know, I would pop up in his office, man. Yeah, I couldn't even wait till 12 o'clock. I'd be there like 1130 waiting, you know, to get that word, to get to understand so I can grow. Because it's just like the Ethiopian eunuch said, how can I know unless someone teaches me, right? How can I know how to stop wrestling against flesh and blood to quit blaming my husband or my children or my pastor? You know what I mean? And learn how to discern principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wickedness in high place. How do I do it? Someone has to teach you, right? You know, you can't learn this off a podcast. You know, you can't get this off a PowerPoint. You know, you get this by being mentored and taught by someone. The system that Jesus set up years ago that we've totally gotten away from, you know, whether you go to mentorship, discipleship, whatever you want to call it, you know, when you ask someone, 
You know, who is their master? Who is their rabbi? Who's teaching you? You ain't talking about your pastor that stands up in a pulpit with 1,200 other folks. And I'm talking about who's teaching you, who's meeting with you, who's praying with you, who do you share your faults with, your victories with. You know, what does that happen? We've gotten away from that. You know what I mean? My pastor used to say, if you're not discipling someone, then that means you need to be discipled. So you should have somebody on your hip at all times. Somebody on your hip at all times. That's what you should have. You know, and that, that and that's how it should go. And thank God, that's how it's going to go. It's going to go that way. I always keep somebody on my hip. I always have someone I'm mentoring. No one there. I have about one, two, three, four, um, seven in various stages of mentorship. You know, some I, only, I don't have to meet with as often as others. Uh, some I have to meet with every other week, you know, and go that route. So, once again, spiritual warfare, right? We're going to come back next week. We're going to wrap up uh, spiritual warfare. We're going to talk a little bit about discipleship and being mentored and, uh, and, and the power of submission in spiritual warfare. God bless you guys. See you next week.